I didn't see you. You caught me trying to figure out an intro to my podcast, and this is what you get. So eat it, you know? I'm your host, Noah Davis. This is the Noah Davis Watchcast, where I talk to you about anything and everything I watch throughout the week, whether it be shows, movies, plays, visual novels. No, wait, I want to talk about visual novels. Uh, motion comics? I hate motion comics, so... All of these fall under the umbrella. I just probably won't talk to you about it. So just got to clear it up. Let's get right to the stuff, you know, get into it. The business. First up, I watched The Creator, which is the newest sci-fi blockbuster. Why, you know, whatever you want to call it. Sci-fi epic, I I suppose. It's the newest sci-fi epic about AI nuking humanity and then having a world war over AI. So this movie has an amazing, amazing and fantastic premise. Even if it's kind of nonsensical, it's still an awesome premise. And the biggest problem with it is that the premise carries the entire movie. You want to like the movie because the premise is so awesome and so cool, at least to me, that you sit there thinking, okay, it's going to get better. It's going to get cooler. It's, there's going to be something here that expounds upon the ideas that they've presented in the first place. It's going to evolve. It's going to change. And yet, it doesn't. It just keeps going and going and going and going until it's over. You know the first hour of Rogue One where they go to a billion planets and you meet a billion characters and by the end of the first hour you're wondering, what am I watching? And then it starts, you know, shaping up and becoming awesome. I guess that's just my perspective. But it feels as though it's that first hour constantly. The whole movie. There's... Very little time for any of the characters to make actual character-driven decisions other than being dummies. All of their actions feel as though it's a horror movie where you're telling the girl, hey, don't go in the dark basement, you know, get your phone, call 911, don't go anywhere there, you know, leave the house, you know what I'm saying? It's like that, but sci-fi action, and it's the whole movie the entire time. Now, I do want to say I love everything around the script. I think the acting is great. 
I think the set pieces are amazing. I think the costuming is amazing. I think the lighting's got an amazing look, so shout out to all those gaffers. I like the cinematography. The color palette is nice. It feels like a breathable world that you're in, that you can experience, and yet the screenplay just falters. It, 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 it trembles trying to hold up its own premise, hold up its own promise, and it just... It doesn't cut it. It really doesn't. By the end of the movie, you're kind of confused as to why a lot of characters did the things they did because it's not that there wasn't any context. That It's that with context that still didn't really make sense. It's as if they forgot an hour of the movie. And I assume they, of course, shot an hour, two hours extra. So it might be an editing problem might be the biggest part of this. The director and editor, they might be the biggest ones at fault here. Obviously, the screenplay by itself is not going to do anything crazy if there are problems inherently wrong with it and built into the screenplay. But it's still on the director and editor to give you a concise, well-thought-out plot. And that is not really what you get here. It's it's a whole lot of scenes and ideas just thrown at the wall, hoping one will stick, and none of them really do. They all just slowly slide down, and you watch it slowly slide down until it hits the ground, and nothing sticks. The only thing that sticks is the sense of odd and imbalanced pacing. It doesn't ever sit right. There's never a time to breathe, and it's not as though, oh, there's never a time to breathe. You're always on your feet. Well, you know, you're always on the edge of your seat, and you're always tense. It's not like that. It's just that there's no time to breathe for any character whatsoever to really establish themselves as a character you should care about. The only one who gets any character development at all is the main guy, and he really doesn't have the most interesting character I've ever seen in the world. It kind of perplexes me because the idea is just so cool. (laughs) I I love the setup. The first 10 minutes of the movie is the best part of the entire movie. Literally just the best part, most enjoyable part of the movie because nothing stacks up to that feeling of watching those first five to 10 minutes. It gives you a, a sense of mystery and wonder. And then the movie doesn't it, if I could compare this movie to another movie, it would be Elysium, where you have a really cool idea, you have a great set, great costuming, all the, all that jazz. You got a good team working on your movie, and yet in the middle of this, you just have kind of a boring script that doesn't do too much. And I honestly think Elysium is better than this, and Elysium wasn't amazing, so that should tell you a lot. There's more... More things memorable about Elysium than there are the creator. And that's, it sucks. It really sucks because, you know, all those people and artists work their asses off to make this movie. And of course we respect them all, but gah, it just doesn't pan out. It's not my favorite movie. I don't think I'd recommend it at the theaters. If you see it on streaming, I'd, you know, I'd say, yeah, sure. Go for it. It's not the best, but you should watch it. Theater wise though, if you're paying money, I, I, I wouldn't recommend it. It's, It's fine. (laughs) If everything around the screenplay and plot wasn't so great, it would be a bad movie. But 
they're lucky because literally everything around the plot and screenplay is amazing. The design of everything, the music is fantastic. I loved the scoring the entire time. It's, it does a lot of things and it just, it just never comes together. It, it really doesn't mesh with itself. And it, the movie ends three times. You think, Oh, this is the climax. Nope. This is the climax. Nope. This is the climax. Yep. And that doesn't do anything to help the stilted feeling of all these random scenes shoved together in this plot. So that's all I'm going to say about the creator, a disjointed, all right movie, I guess is what is how I would describe it. And if there was a tagline for it, a, a, a lot of good ideas. There you go. Next up bad words, which is a Jason Bateman directed movie starring Jason Bateman, where he plays a man who goes to a spelling bee because he found a loophole to get into the spelling bee and, you know, does things. He's a smart guy, but he goes to the spelling bee. It doesn't matter. It's one of those movies that is a good movie. Just by definition, it is a good movie. There is character arcs. There's a, okay score. The plot is intelligible. It's good all around, but it's not amazing. Nothing is great. Nothing blows you away. And obviously I'm pretty sure this was Jason Bateman's first or second directorial movie, directorial, whatever, uh, director job, whatever the word I am trying to use. It does not matter. It just, it doesn't do anything for me to the point that halfway through the movie, you've convinced yourself that you've seen this movie just because you have seen so many movies like it, not exactly like it, because obviously that plot is very specific, but the feeling, the mood, the ambiance, you know, it's very similar to a lot of movies that came out around that time, because I think this came out in 20, 20, 11. I really don't know when this movie came out. I bet you a thousand dollars. It's between 2009 and 2015. What year exactly? I don't know, but I am confident with just how the movie looks and how it plays out and how it sounds that it is between those years. So yeah, uh, bad words. Okay. Movie. No, a good movie, I guess. It's better than the creator in a weird way. Obviously, it doesn't have the cool factor, you know, that X factor that's just badass, you know, but it is a solidly well-rounded movie, I think, I believe, you know. <laughs> if, I, if I know things about movies, that was one of them. And I don't really have any complaints, so it is better than the creator. Just if I'm trying to scale my point system or not point system. I don't really like point systems. I'm trying to scale my scale <laughs> for movies. It's a little better than the creator, but for different reasons that I just went over. So yeah. Uh, last up flavor of love. Yeah. You heard me right. I watched an entire season or sorry, almost the entire season, almost two entire seasons, but one I almost actually finished. I just want to talk about this because this is a short episode. I wasn't feeling amazing this week and was out of town the weekend, so I didn't watch a ton. Yada, yada, yada. 
Flavor of Love is something else. It is a time capsule, if you will. There are a lot of things about that show. The questionable things, unquestionable things, things that are actually hilarious in retrospective. Actually funny and clever things. There's a part where either Flavor Flav or somebody else will be talking and they'll give you a flavelation, which is a translation, and it's absolutely fucking hilarious. I will give them everything. I do think, obviously, editing and production is kind of just trash TV, but whoever thought of the flavelation, that was good. That is an amazing touch, and it just makes the whole mess of a show better. because it is a complete mess of a show, you know, producer, you can't trust producers and contestants because obviously they're not going to tell a lady to start being, you know, uh, agitated, hostile. There you go. They're not going to tell a lady to be hostile, but what they will do is remind the lady Maybe a reason to be hostile. Oh, that other lady that's in the house, guess what? She did this thing that you didn't like. Do you remember that? So that starts the gears turning, and they do that for a 20-minute interview, and then they do it to the other girl for a 20-minute interview, and then they just let them in the room together, and boom, bada, bing. So it's not manufactured in the sense that they literally tell these people what to say. I mean, they might, depending on the show and producers, but it's manufactured in a sense that not gaslighting, but (laughs) they're directing people towards the outcome that they're hoping for. The producers direct the people towards what they want. They, they sort of draw the guidelines without the people knowing. And it's just, you know, it's one of these TV shows. I honestly can't believe I watched so much of it, but Hey, it's something else. (laughs) It's, there's nothing quite like it. Other than that, I watched the Ahsoka finale. It was good. Maybe not perfect, but it was a good finale. Maybe want to watch more. I'll watch season two or the Filoni movie, whatever's coming up after this. I really hope it's not Book of Boba Fett 2 because I really wouldn't want to watch that. But I'll probably watch it even if it does come out. Oh, wait, no. Well, I guess, so I usually record episodes on Tuesdays. And last night, I watched the Loki season premiere, so I would have talked about it next week. But now it's Wednesday. It's a day late. Okay, whatever. Loki uh, season premiere, pretty good. It just picks off right where season one ends. It may not be as good as that final episode was, but it picks off right where you left, and it's got a feeling of just going, just going, as if nothing stopped. There wasn't a year and a half break. They just kept going, or two years? two-year break, they just kept going. They just kept going. And that's a nice feel because it lends itself to the future where people will binge or I will rewatch and binge the show. It'll just go boom, 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 boom. And that's way better than, oh, this big buildup. And then, oh, first episode of the next season is nice and quiet and introducing things. No, it's Boom, 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 boom. And that's, that's way better. Sorry to reuse my boom, boom. But that's way better and way more watchable than just a slow season two introduction that introduces you the new plot. This did some of that, 
But again, it picked up right where it left off and had a sense of urgency that I appreciate, especially for a season premiere. And I'll definitely tell you guys about episode two next week. With that, that is all for the Noah Davis Watchcast. I will see you next week, hopefully on the right day and hopefully on the right time. I'm your host, Noah Davis, and I'm out of here.